guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio's ESL podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, the podcast, the business English podcast, as a matter of fact. And I am so grateful today to get into some more of the business English. It has been long overdue, okay? Tuesday and Thursday until this entire season nine the upper intermediate is done and then we're going to figure out where it's going to be going from there i realized that a lot of people do and still do obviously listen to my TOEFL ibt but i gotta get that variety going again so whatever i can do to maintain that and to get that back up that is exactly what i'm going to do so here i am today we're going to be talking about negotiating styles now i love this Okay, and I love a lot of this because you guys already know I am very fortunate. Okay, and if you guys have been listening to me, like I said, Borman, Oregon, uh, Menlo Park, California, there are a number of different uh, people that live in these specific states around, let's just say USA or the world that have been listening to me for a long time. And you guys know a lot about my stories in terms of the, the clients that I had at the very beginning. Now, when it came to negotiating and when people are what to pay the price i have never had a problem with anyone outside of india except for one time there were a couple of colombian lawyers that i taught and i believe this was at the beginning oh my god i can't remember if it was 2021 or 2022 but it had to be no it was about 2022 i believe it was two years ago and they ended up haggling me and i was like you know what okay whatever because it was two students and then I kind of made up for that when I told them, hey, you guys need to get this course. And it's really cool because one of them ended up getting a 107 and then, you know, let bygones be bygones. That was the last time I spoke with them. You know what? It had to be 2021. It had to be 2021. Anyway, so with that being said, that was the only time where someone said, you know what? I don't want to pay the full price. I'll only be able to pay this much. Now, that was okay at the time. Indians, however and Filipinos, this is back in, let's just say 2021 and early 2022 also. Uh, I remember there was a Pakistani woman who only wanted to pay me $1 for coaching per hour. I remember there was a group of Filipinos who said, oh, it's only $20 an hour, right? I was like, yeah, $20 an hour per student. And it's funny because they thought they could get 10 students together and pay me $2 per student. And I said, no, 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 you got it all mixed up. And then unfortunately they ended up going away. And I was like, hey, by all means, goodbye. This is when I was kind of making a name for myself back in 2020 in regards to IELTS. And sure enough, I was just such a juggernaut when it came to IELTS too. Just like IELTS is simple as hell for me. And unfortunately, there are just so many saturated videos all across the net where people could get free information and they're unwilling to pay for IELTS coaches. So me, I just don't dive into that market anymore because it's too saturated. However, TOEFL always remains a mystery. And I am very fortunate enough that I began building up the TOEFL IBT from 2021 early, even, you know, at the dawn of COVID, we're talking like 2019, December. And this is when the entire business aspect of my career and my podcast ended up launching itself into the stratosphere, right? (sighs) With that being said, negotiating styles and the things that I've had to deal with, especially out here in Thailand, have always been something that it's either, I get greatly disrespected, especially being the color I was, this was back in 2018, 
from a Korean lady. I know, blow and behold, I have two Korean amazing students in the most amazing family, most amazing mother and everything now. But that Korean lady, she did not want to hire me and pay me my amount, didn't even want to bring me in for an interview because of the color of my skin. Some of you do know that, right? And so this is all part of my story. I don't look at it as a pity party. I look at it as a, oh my God, I am so grateful that I had to go through all of that because it got me to where I am today. So I never let other people's limiting beliefs become my reality. Although I did, oh, most significantly. Oh my God, if you guys go back to some of my early personal development podcasts, it was always me bitching about my colleagues and then getting a uh, fair treatment versus the, untre- you know, the unfair treatment that obviously the two black colleagues, me being one and the other one being from Uganda, you know, how we ended up being treated. But man, it is a beautiful, beautiful journey. And it was a beautiful journey and it continues to be. Because luckily that phase of my life was literally just cut off in 2020. And so let's go over some of these negotiating styles. Now, here we go. Here goes A. It says, make it look as though you are ready to leave the negotiating table if your demands are not met. That you are not prepared to move an inch further. Now, I kind of like to look at this as a take it or leave it. And I don't mean this in a bad way. This only goes, this only brings me back to what had happened two years ago with the last Indian I've ever spoken to in my lifetime. <laughs> and I remember that she came on and it was a consultation and she started asking me very specific questions. And I'm like, listen, this is just a consultation. We're only here to talk about how much this is and that and that and then we're going for it. And I remember at the end, And I told her even before that, this is my price. She's like, okay, let's have the free consultation. She started asking me these questions. And then I said, okay, here goes the package. This is what the package is. She's like, oh, why are you trying to charge me that? And then that was the moment where I was like, you know what? I am ready to cut out this video right here. If you are just completely ignorant and unwilling to pay, is this why you were asking me all those questions? Of course, this is what I was conjuring up in my mind at the time. And I was like, no, that's exactly what I had told you. And I remember I sent her an invoice and I said, and I told myself, I said, I'm going to give her 24 to 48 hours. If those demands are not met, I'm going to cancel the invoice. Goodbye. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So if there are any people, Okay, from and I have to do this because, you know, this is basically what I've had to go through. But if there are any people who are time wasters and I know there are specific people in in specific countries who are significant time wasters, I say, listen, this is the price. Let me know if that's okay with you. And sometimes they go away. Good. I remember the last time I had a message from someone, I think it was uh, sometime last year, it was only one message on Facebook page. Facebook, I don't even use that anymore. Garbage platform for in terms of like, you know, trying to get around. Although it did help me back in 2021, no doubt. That was significant. But now it's just scamming galore, right? But I remember that this person last year, they were like, oh, how much are you going to guarantee that if I take class with you? Da, 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 da. I said, I ain't guaranteeing you a fucking thing. You could come to my class and give me 10%, such as what a lot of the dentists did at the beginning of last year. And then you could end up talking shit in a WhatsApp group of about 200 to 300 other dentists about how your score didn't improve because of me, but it was actually you. I ain't guaranteeing shit. And if you don't know me by podcast, or if you haven't seen any of my videos on YouTube, best of luck to you. How about you go get acquainted over there and 
Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Goodbye. I already have to block that individual. I was like, man, you're wasting my fucking time because what's going to end up happening is this person is probably going to get 50%. And then at the conclusion of the courses, not going to get the score. And guess what? This fuckface is probably going to try to say, oh, I would like to have my money back because I didn't get the score. I guaranteeing nothing. Nada. So that's what I do in terms of the take it or leave it. There's another one. It's like pointing out at the start that though you're prepared to negotiate A and B and C, X, Y, and Z are definitely not negotiable. And I kind of like to call this the strictly off-limits ploy. See, we can negotiate deadlines at the beginning. We can negotiate what you need, and we can kind of factor around a couple of things. I used to work with a a lady who's now in America. I call her Nuke. Uh, I had worked with her nine years ago back at the shithole that I used to, that I've given you guys so many examples of in terms of my podcast. And she was like, no, Arsenio, if they make it too specific, we're going to have to charge them more. And I was like, we're going to charge them more. And then I'm not even going to pay for that, huh? That bullshit that those bullshit motherfuckers that we're actually doing it through are going to get all the money? No, fuck it. Thank you. This is why I work for me. You hire directly through me. You are not working through me through another place. Unfortunately, yes, I do uh, teach at, (laughs) I do train a company, okay? A very famous company, as a matter of fact, online. And I only get paid dog shit. And of course, the company makes a whole lot. But that makes sense because, well, that's my visa. That's my work rate. Hey, whatever it is okay but we're limiting that and i'm not traveling to any place to do that either however on the other hand i do have an amazing company that they pay directly through me as a matter of fact in the next three hours i'm going to be training over there i got to get on a couple of trains to go all the way over there and venture out and they always pay me right up front okay here we go here for the two classes this week beautiful love it straightforward they're like family to me So it's kind of crazy, the juxtaposition between two things, between two realities, you know, but I can tell you right now, you could have this, 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 I'm going to help you, but the pay is off limits. The pay is off limits. See, a lot of Thai people right now, because they believe that it's a saturated market, they can get people to pay less and get less, they're going to try to haggle me and say, oh, well, you know what? Okay, you're charging that about it. I'll give you 60%. Strictly off limits. That's how we're going to do it. See, here we go. Having obtained a concession from your opponent, inform them that you need your boss's approval before you can do what they ask in return. And so that's kind of like the, I'll have to check with my head office ploy, right? And so it's kind of like, okay, I got this. And they're like, oh, can you do this? They're like, you know what? Let me talk to my manager. A lot of salespeople do this in just about any sales store, any sales store whatsoever. I bet, you know what? My wife has a tendency of haggling people too. And I'm like, baby, don't haggle, don't haggle. Because if he's coming here to insert some dark, you know, blackout curtains, I know he's going to have the top quality. If you're going to haggle him just $3, honestly, it's, it's, I feel that that's a little bit disrespectful because if you had done that with me, I'd be like, I'm sorry, that's strictly off limits. See what I mean? That's a strictly off-limits boy. Again, here in Thailand, that's the culture. I got it. I got it. But no Thai people are going to come to me and say, oh, can I uh, uh, can I pay you this? Can I pay you that? I remember, uh, as a matter of fact, I did get hackled about six years ago when I was, when I did not set my standards. I had no standards. I was helping a lady. 
not too far from where I live. She used to do my laundry and stuff like that. It was like a generational house. It was like a Chinese Thai family and stuff like that. And I used to charge, let's just say $13 an hour. And the next, you know, it ended up becoming $6 an hour. And I started asking myself, I said, man, you know what? This is a waste of fucking time. They had to be 50%. And it's funny because I was like, listen, if I'm available, I'll go. If I'm not, I won't go. Yeah, that's kind of the, 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 the strictly off limits. Like, hey, listen, if you're going to pay me that much, I'll go on my time. She did like it. She said we had to get someone else. I said, best of luck to you and your future endeavors. That was the end. Shit, save me a lot of bull. Save me. Come on. Come on. 13 motherfucking hours in two hours? I'm sorry. 13 motherfucking dollars in two hours? Hey, get the fuck out of my face. Get the fuck out. Oh, Arsenio, you can walk there. You can walk there in 20 minutes. So it's not. It ain't either worth it. If I took the motherfucking train, I probably would have to pay a dollar to get there. And I could walk there for 20 minutes and get chased by fucking dogs that have rabies. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck it, you, you, you ain't even going to pay for my rabies shot. No, not going to happen. Let's go into another one. Make a ridiculous initial demand or offer, but keep a straight face as you make it. This works particularly well on inexperienced opponents. So this is a shock opener is what I like to call it. And to be honest with you, if this had ever happened to me, and if someone tried haggling me to death to the point where they were like, uh, no, I would say, you know what? Goodbye. I remember, um, what was it? I forgot. No, okay, let's go back to this Korean lady six years ago. I remember she just wanted to pay me 1000 USD a month. And you know what's crazy? The shock. The shock was the fact that Oh, and if any of the students need to have their essays graded, you have to grade them. You have to be this. You have to do this. You have to be on call. You have to. I said all of that for 1000 in the heart of the CBD and one of the richest real estate areas in all of Bangkok. I said to her email later on, this is after she started. Um, I forgot what she was saying to me. She was saying some outlandish bullshit uh, and she was disrespecting me. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to send her an email. I said, you know what? To be honest with you, and uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Not going to work. And it's funny. She's like, yeah, I thought so too. Da, 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 da. And I blocked that bitch. You know what's so funny? Now on Google, you can actually post reviews in terms of companies. And boy, I, you already know what I said. <laughs> I know. I'm one of those people where I'm going to come back in a very childish way. <laughs> Let's keep it going. So that's the shock opener. Now, here we go. E, don't make all your demands right at the start. Make a small demand and get agreement on it before you make the next and then the next. So I kind of look at this as the salami technique, right? And is this going to work? Like, don't make all your demands. Okay, we need this, 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 this. No, make the first one. And then maybe after an hour or after a day, make another one. Then make another one, then a week after. But to be honest with you, this is going to fuck you over because people are going to be like, wait, you had a hidden agenda, didn't you? You're making all these bullshit ass demands. What the fuck are you doing? No, that's not how it works. So this is why contracts in that initial like conversation is absolutely, it's incredibly important. Because if you start saying, oh, no, we need this by this time. Oh, I'm sorry. We said we needed this. We got to do this. Okay, this. Okay, that. That's why I stopped working at the banks. The banks, man, they had to take it or leave it. They're like, hey, we can only pay you this much. 
And because, of course, me being that person, ooh, if I actually get into the bank, there's someone that's going to, you know, hire me outside. Although I had like a student for like two other days, but other than that, totally useless. And so if I actually look at a lot of those things, not only did the bank, KTB, disrespect me at the very beginning in terms of the pay, but that salami technique was ever present. And I remember one time I got so overwhelmed, I said, hey, you know what? Fuck the bank, fuck this. She's like, Arsenio, if you don't want to do it anymore, Nuke said this. If you don't want to do it anymore, I totally understand, but please just do this one for me. Like she was literally pressured by that sorry ass old lady at the time too. So now I'm like, oh, it is funny because they ended up hiring like an in-house teacher. I'm like, okay, just like UOB has too. UOB, shit, shit upon shit. Fuck UOB. I remember the boy, they're like, oh yeah, we have a teacher and we already pay him. And oh, maybe you could do a workshop for like kids. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. That was the beginning of 2019. Man, I used to do that shit probably back in 2014. No fucking thank you. You guys can't pay me enough to do a workshop with your kids. Thank you very much. Fuck that. Okay. Because the thing is the unreasonable demands of especially rich ties. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Man, they're going to start talking shit. Oh, and I'm going to start. Oh, boy, it's going to be hell on earth. So I don't mess with people like that. Do not use the salami technique. Let's go into the next one. Pressurize your opponent by suggesting that the offer you're making is only for a limited period of time. And if they don't act quickly, they'll miss it. That's a once in a lifetime offer. However, you have to build this up. You need to have a deadline. I like to look at this as a deadline. So it's kind of like introducing it one week, five days later, putting a countdown, mentioning it again in about two days, and then putting that not once in a lifetime offer, but that final closing as I did this morning. So today I said, listen, guys, the Christmas sale is done in 12 hours. I put that countdown and someone hurry up and paid. See, because people work very well in terms of deadlines so that they could hurry up and commit. And so it's good to say, okay, Christmas Eve, okay, Christmas Day, all right, New Year's, okay, I'm gonna do this just for a little bit more, and if you guys don't listen or anything, it's done, history archived. So that's a once in a lifetime offer, if you actually hear this from people, it's fucking fake, don't ever do it. If you get a fucking email that says once in a lifetime offer, these bullshit ass garbage timeshares, all the shit that you've listened to throughout the world where they say, oh my God, this is this, and then next thing you know, they say, oh, it's 1,000. It's fucking ridiculous because they end up saying, okay, it's a once in a lifetime, you know, uh, offer, but at the same time, it's a shock opener. $10,000, probably like 10 minutes later, 5,000, 3,000, 2,000, 1,000. Okay, 100. I said, you literally just went point what, what, I don't even know what that is, 0.1%. You literally want me to now invest a hundred into something that you were trying to charge 10,000 for, you're a fucking scammer. I can't do math, I'm bad at math. I don't know if that's 0.1 or 0.01, but you went from 100% trying to offer to 0.01, it's a scam. You gotta get rid of those people immediately. So let's get into these last two. After the deal has been done, make one of the modest extra demand in the hope that your opponent will not want to jeopardize the agreement for one more small detail. That's called the last minute demand. Please don't do that. Okay, please don't do that. If you want to work in business and you want to do things, if you end up doing that, that's going to be your last project with that person. And then you're going to end up creating a very bad reputation as a lot of companies have around the planet right now. 
in the last one. One of your team is friendly and flexible. The other, unpleasant and unreasonable. Your opponent will want to please Mr. or Mrs. Nice to avoid Mr. Mrs. Nasty. That's called the good cop, bad cop approach. So it's kind of like this. It's like, okay, I know someone in my company. She's a bitch. She's very nice. I have this client. He's an asshole. I'm like, okay, listen. I got two people you could deal with. <laughs> and then it's like, do you really want me to get mad and give you the backup? Because I'll be more than happy to do that. These are negotiating styles. And we're going to be listening to some in the next podcast coming up in two days. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, thank you so much for listening. And I do apologize about my nose. I'm still trying to get over this sinuses. This is all sinuses right now, people. The sinuses are on fire. So with that being said, man, I'm so glad that I actually ended up doing this podcast. And I will be seeing you guys in two days. Thanks for tuning in and over and out.